0: Hello and welcome to Postcards from Antioch A teaching and training podcast from Barton Church I'm Nicole and I'm hosting today and I am here with Oz Who is going to be taking us uh, through some theology on knowing God Hi Oz, how are you doing?
1: Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Good to be talking about this important subject and uh, hanging out with you in this <laughs> recording studio again.
0: <laughs> yeah, we spent, spent quite a bit of time in this recording studio by now. Yeah, fun.
1: and we should acknowledge Dan, who uh, is also hi Dan. Um, the mastermind behind these productions. So yeah. thank you, Dan.
0: Thank you, Dan. Yeah, Cheers, guys. <laughs> gave us a little nod. Um, right, should we get cracking then? Like, What, what are we going yeah, to start off with to look at this subject?
1: Well yeah knowing God's quite an important uh title that really uh the knowledge of God how do we know who he is what he's like and maybe we've got a few things that we'd immediately jump to like well let's read the bible and I, find out I, I
0: was just about to say I mean <laughs> duh it's the bible
1: but before we even go there we're going to just think about what we're doing and and this word theology I think is important mm. because it's all about understanding who God is mm. and um uh, yeah so Theology, where do we even get that word from? Theo, that's quite a popular name at the moment. It
0: is actually, I really like the name Theo as well. Also, we've got some cute Theos in our church. Um, where, is that a natural question? Well, yeah, or do what does Theo... you want me to just comment Theo... on how much I like the name Tell me what
1: Theo means.
0: Theo means God, right? It does. In Greek, I'm going to go with.
1: Yes, Theo, Theos. And Ology, what's Ology?
0: The study of.
1: Okay, so theology, the study of God. But also Logos. Is mm. the word uh, mm. that is used for, for the word became flesh in John's gospel, the word, but it's a bigger uh, word, logos, than just that. And if we think about what theology is, we, we begin to understand that it's God talk, um, word talking, a uh, concept of a, a, an understanding, a philosophy, something that is more universal than just a word for one culture. Uh, and so actually, theology is, is God talk. I remember my tutor at, um, all Nations, when I was studying there, describing theology like that, and it kind of stuck. So we're going to do some God talk like we do every podcast, <laughs> um, but try and understand that as we think about that, there's loads of different subsets of theology. You can look at an exegetical theology or historical or systematic, biblical, practical, There's loads of different ways that theologians love to categorize things.
0: Mm, they've all got fancy words. Like, I honestly, like yeah just they need a fancy word for it otherwise it's not it doesn't count i feel
1: that's right somehow that gives them kind of more credibility or Mm, something mm -hmm. Um, well we're gonna not just focus on one of those but maybe pull out things from different Mm. elements and strands but i want us to think about theology today as being contextual because contextual theology is all about theology done on the ground with people not just in a library or not just in a recording studio. Woo. Um, mm. Because actually, if we think about asking that question about God, talking about God, unwrapping who God is, mm. how he's revealed himself, mm. we need to realize we're doing that in our context today um, in Faversham in the 21st century mm-hmm. uh, with our cultural biases and baggage. And we can't just jump straight in um, to the Bible or asking these pictures questions without an awareness that we're doing that within our framework of uh, our own culture and context so yeah have you heard much about context or contextual theology Nicole Hmm. being a master's student in theology
0: uh yes although I feel like now that I'm on the spot my brain has gone completely blank and you know couldn't come up with anything but yeah yeah like it's important to be aware of those biases it's important to be aware of context of both our own times and the times you know when it was written um the the lover of history in me really likes looking at the the context of you know when it was written but um yeah i'm excited to do some contextual theology with you today
1: good because sometimes people can say things like oh well i just i'm just gonna read the bible and figure out what it means what it says oh yeah Simple as that. As yeah, if, uh, yeah, yeah, has a few <laughs> that issues. That stresses
0: me out so much. Whoa, whoa, whoa! There's two
1: things going on that mm. we need to do. One is we need to look at scripture, but mm. we, we look through the lens of the context, the culture that scripture was written in, and also the culture and the context that we are in. We can't just jump in and say I'm just going to read at a plain a plain meaning text level.
0: reading. Like, yeah, what yeah. does that even mean?
1: So basically, contextual theology is all about recognizing culture and self as a part of that hermeneutical journey oh,
0: the hermeneutical cycle
1: <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> hermeneutical <Yeah>. what's that <laughs> i knew you
0: don't, don't ask me don't ask me um
1: the application yeah, of what it's scripture the, says it's just the it's, bringing it's, it out isn't it it is yeah so that kind of process of interpretation bringing it into today the here and now and that's a, a journey it's an art it's not really a set science um so th- there's some introductory thoughts so as we ask big questions about who is God? How has he revealed himself? Where do we get an understanding from him? This is God talk. This is theology. Mm. Um, but I just wonder on a personal level, Nicole, if people kind of, you know, in the street suddenly stop. You go, hey, Nicole, um, you know, picture yourself walking down Fabersham High Street. Yeah. Um, and Normally someone just says...
0: massive headphones in, so like, <laughs> don't talk to me. But yeah, that's fine. We'll go. With, we'll pretend. <laughs> pretend I'm open to uh, people coming up and talking to hey, you. Hey, yeah?
1: you look like you've got a friendly face. I've been having this burning question. I we'll do, yeah. um, you know do you believe in god uh, and yes, and how yes, I do. how do you know god even exists what would you be you know what are some of the things mm. w- thinking about that that you might say
0: so actually for me a massive part of it is creation like that is a that's a quite a um i want to say a personal thing for me i mean although obviously we can all appreciate creation but one of the things for me is that i i am very convinced by the argument like you look at our world and you think there must have been a creator like this has got to have some kind of design some kind of thought put into it um so that's why that's where I'd normally start and then um also I think this is answering your question but like for also then for me like I am very unsurprisingly convinced by like the the of. Um, like Jesus and the gospels. And so I kind of tie like, well, we've got like, you know, historical evidence of Jesus and and Jesus's death. And then I sort of tie those two things together, that kind of, um, history and like looking at creation and kind of,
1: yeah, Yeah, that's kind of where I see God, I guess, or
0: how I make sense of it.
1: Yeah, that's mm. so. They're they're two great things to point towards, aren't they? Creation, mm. scripture, and and the historicity of that, and Story. the reliability histori- of histori- the Bible.
0: Histori- it's such a hard <laughs> word. Historiosity, I think, is I is think it that's okay? It. I think we maybe it. pronounce it in a slightly it different
1: way. Um,
0: but Dan Dan's also got a confused. Yeah, historicity. Histo- <laughs> historicity, anyway.
1: But along with that probably we would also tie in some personal experience, wouldn't we? Maybe uh, oh, yeah. I might say, I, I might say, that, yeah. Oh God answered a prayer that I prayed and God's mm, done something yeah. in my life. I've mm. experienced something. Um, be that, um, you know, on my own, as I've walked in nature or in a church service, mm. there'd be like this experiential element. As well as the historical, the biblical, the mm. creation, and there's that sense of conscience and right and wrong and morality, like where does that come uh, from in humanity yes.
0: yeah, I think that's quite convincing as well, well, for me anyway,
1: yeah, so we kind of use these different platforms as a way to talk about maybe our faith or or some people say, well, I, I question you know I'm not quite there because I've not had an experience, so I've not mm. really been convinced by the arguments, and before we look at two main categories of revelation um i thought i'd just start with some traditional proofs of the existence of god
0: oh yeah teleological argument yes is that one of them yes it is like my gcse uh rs yeah could you remember what
1: that one means oh
0: my gosh is it is it the one about the oh uh is that Mm, i'm not shall i help you out is it something to do with the beginning like things need a beginning
1: yeah it's more about the word being end actually so Teleos means Mm. end, purpose in Greek. So Mm -hmm. universe has an end, a purpose, Mm -hmm. and it's designed with a purpose. So the beginning, the start, as you say, means it has an end, a purpose in its creation. So intelligent design.
0: Is that the one with the watch? Like if you saw a watch lying on the ground, you'd be like, hey, that's got a creator. Like you wouldn't be like,
1: it's just
0: appeared out of nowhere.
1: Yeah, it's got Mm -hmm. a function. It's got a purpose. It's been... Designed. Um and so that's one basis for the universe mm. uh and the existence of God. Cosmological I was, about to, say, I was yeah. about
0: to say that cosmological. Can't yeah. remember what that means either.
1: Okay. Every known thing in the universe has a, has a exactly has yep. a cause, a beginning, um and and therefore, um yeah, s- hey. something has to have started the thing that brought it into being.
0: Ex nil nihil, nihilo fit, I think is the Latin for from nothing, nothing comes, which yeah, yes it's tied exactly it.
1: Mm-hmm. so so we've got that as a basis of argument towards the existence of god um an eternal being that created and had a purpose to start something started nothing started without something having started mm-hmm. it that makes sense yeah and then you got the ontological argument
0: again it sounds so familiar but what does that mean
1: god as a being that is greater and nothing than which can be imagined so so we can't imagine anything greater than so it's the oh, okay. greatness of God. So mm-hmm. God is beyond our full comprehension. Mm-hmm. Um, and the argument says that as a being, he is greater. So therefore, um, we can't imagine beyond that. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's an argument of we, we, we can't fully understand, grasp. No, um, God is beyond our human mind. And that, therefore, we can't fully understand everything. Mm. But th- there's an ar- way of thinking there. And then also the moral argument. Um, is a traditional argument. Where,
0: where do morals come from? Like, why, why do we even have a concept of right and wrong? That sort of thing.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that concept of justice, and God is the source of that justice mm-hmm. and will bring justice in the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so some of these, these, these words, these theories, have been yeah, written extensively about um, a part and parcel of discussion in the existence of God that is right to just flag up. We're, g- we're not going to really dive deep yeah. into those now. Um, And and
0: because presumably these aren't necessarily uh, all Christian, like, you know, we don't, none of them necessarily point to the Christian God, the Gospels that we have. Yeah, though. Yeah, I guess. You could apply them to to other gods or you yeah know.
1: that's right they're, they're, they're more about the existence of a uh, creative being, being yeah mm-hmm. which may or, may not be the God of the Bible mm-hmm, uh, okay. as we, and we' we're, we're not really gonna spend our time there yeah, maybe that's yeah. a later episode but it's right to acknowledge that we're going to think a bit more about general revelation mm-hmm. and something called special revelation mm-hmm. um, so we've got two phrases that I've just used there and and I think these are helpful categories that theologians again use. To Mm -hmm. help us understand, like, did we just make God up? Did we write about him and put him in the Mm -hmm. Bible? Or do we have a God from the Bible that reveals himself, a a God that reveals himself in creation? Mm -hmm. So we're going to start with general revelation and the revelation of God to people everywhere. Mm -hmm. So this isn't just if you're in a a Western church or in a church in Asia or happen to be in a, a time where Christianity was spreading and this is about God's revelation everywhere mm. so what's going on there so let's start with this word creation or nature as you've you've mentioned in psalm 19 verse 1 to 6 is, Yep. i'm super
0: that. on it i've already got it up um the heavens declare the glory of god the skies proclaim the works of his hand day after day they pour forth speech night after night they reveal knowledge they have no speech they use no words No sound is heard from them, yet their voice goes out into all the earth, their words to the ends of the world. In the heavens God has pitched a tent for the sun. It is like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber, like a champion rejoicing to run his course. It rises at one end of the heavens and makes its circuit to the other. Nothing is deprived of its warmth.
1: Thank you. And this psalm actually is a really good psalm to I, use about the revelation of God, isn't I it? I
0: love this psalm. It's so beautiful, yeah. And
1: we'll, we'll come back to the other half in a bit. But this mm. opening, obviously highly poetic, lots of Hebrew mm. parallelisms, okay. um, which, which is kind of a r- repeated kind of meaning from first half of the verse with the second. Um, but the heavens declare the glory of God. Mm. It's, it's not a, a word here, it's, it's, it's the, the skies. Mm. Uh, the, the skies proclaim the work of his hands. So there's a proclamation, a declaration of a creator God mm-hmm. here. Um, and then the, the symbolism of speech comes in. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they reveal knowledge. So we've got um, a concept of the created order revealing God. Mm. And that being plain for all. Um, uh, and so there's something in the way the world has been made that reveals an intelligent designer, a creator God, which is an important starting point. And then, and then in the new Testament as well, we get references that are comparable, I suppose, to that too. I'll just, um, maybe, yeah, if you find Acts 17 verse 26 and I'll, while you're finding that, I'm just going to read. Uh, Romans 1, 18 to 20, which says, The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and w- wickedness of people who suppress the truth by their wickedness, since what may be known about God is plain to them, because God has made it plain to them. that since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse. Mm. So there's this plainness, this evidence in creation of a, a God. And there's a, a truth that almost is, you know, we can't um, argue against on one level. And yet that's been exchanged. We'll come back to that mm. probably later, but invisible, invisible qualities of God through its divine nature, creation. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then which which passage have you got? Acts 17.
0: Yeah. Uh, is it 26 and 27? I feel like, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Do a couple of verses at least. Okay.
0: From one man, he made all the nations so that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. God did this so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though, the, though he is not far away from any one of us.
1: Okay. So what's mm. going on there?
0: Um... Wow, yeah, I guess God is setting out history so that we look for him, that we think, oh there is a there is something more here right
1: Yeah, exactly, and and kind of that's right he's um His allocated seasons, his appointed times, mm. he's, and yet there's a a seeking of god, but but certainly what Paul addresses there is the fact that um people don't necessarily find him. -hmm. And then he moves on and talks about one that was raised from the dead, Mm. which is interesting. And again, we'll come back to that. This is a part of his explanation to a bunch of people and philosophers in Athens who are asking uh, about the God that Paul follows. Mm, Uh, And he's addressing and he's talking about this God who's revealed himself in nature, but also in another way. So that's really critical. Mm. So we've got like this general revelation going on through creation. Mm -hmm. and, And also there's hints of a moral connection here at moral experience so a seeking on the part of people mm. and a receiving of this of the knowledge of god from creation um but also this right and wrong this this um idea that there's a mor- morality inbuilt to us so i think there's a, a verse in that talks about um eternity has been written on the hearts of people
0: mm-hmm.
1: there's something in us that craves for more
0: yeah and i think that i think that's a really interesting idea isn't it like that idea that as humans we we yeah we're not satisfied with this world we we want something better we or we have this awareness that there should be um something better is that yeah, kind of what exactly what you mean? yeah mm.
1: and in um passage like in in psalm 14 um the fool in his heart says there is no God mm. and, and very much the thinking is that well is a, a fool because it's plain there is a God <laughs> um, um, <laughs> but it, but he says that he convinces himself and he lives life as if there isn't uh, mm. and then the consequences are negative because he's a, a fool and it's not going to go well for him mm, unlike okay. the wise one who believes nice. and knows and therefore lives in line with the revelation of God in nature and the law mm. so mm-hmm. lots of verses that kind of Support the morality of humanity and the, the fact that we're created in the image of God. Mm-hmm. If you take that line of thinking, that suggests the ability to relate to God and to therefore understand uh, what is like through uh, justice, right, wrong, um, life with Him for eternity. So, so that, that there's something going on there in our hearts, the way mm-hmm. we are, mm-hmm. and in creation. But what might be the limitations of this general revelation.
0: Well, I mean, I mean, it's kind of what we've touched up before. I mean, that doesn't necessarily point us to um, the gospel, does it? I mean, it doesn't point us to uh, yeah, our I guess our broken relationship with God, the need for Christ. Um, it doesn't necessarily point us to the cross. I, I guess would be the big
1: yeah. Issue. So we can know of of a God that is Creator.
0: Yeah, and know there's something bigger. Yeah
1: have a desire to seek and live under his rule but 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 actually we need more than that
0: and and also i don't know i mean maybe i'm completely wrong here but we've talked about like a an inbuilt sense of god's justice so we know that part of his character but i don't know that necessarily we would know of god's love from just looking at this general revelation I don't know whether you. That's would agree really interesting. With
1: that. Yeah, that's because you can have a creator, but he might be distant. Yeah, he, he might, might no, not not be that mm. interested in his creation.
0: Yeah,
1: it might just be okay. I'll I'll get this up and going mm. and do something else in another galaxy mm. as well. And mm-hmm. um, actually, I'm a bit bored of you. So you, you know, mm. what kind of creator God are we talking about? Yeah. Yes, one that is able to provide a beautiful creation for his. Um, for humanity but what relationship does he have with humanity Mm, mm -hmm. and how do we answer those questions and I wonder every culture every time every area of the world there Mm. is there is a religious philosophy or Mm -hmm. way of thinking Mm. a worshipping of uh, some sort of deity or Mm. deities um, because of general revelation possibly because of what we have in our hearts for morality and a code of living so, actually, that begins to help us understand the range of religions that are out there, I think.
0: Yeah, definitely. I
1: agree yeah. with that. So, if, if God's kind of created us in this way and yet also revealed himself, we as Christians believe that he's done more than just that. And this idea of special revelation comes in because, yet we, 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 we've talked about God's word, the Bible, the law, um, mm. and, and we'll come to Jesus Christ more specifically. But the other half of Psalm 19, is really key. So maybe you could just read a few verses from verse 7. Um, stop when you feel like you've, you've covered enough ground to make the point. Um, just read a couple of verses from verse 7.
0: Okay. The law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing to the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord's are radiant, giving light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The decrees of the Lord are firm, and all of them are righteous.
1: Thank you. So, so at the first half, we've got this created order that's beautiful, that reveals something of God, a mm, creator. Mm-hmm. And now we've got the pure, perfect, trustworthy um, righteousness of the word, the law, mm-hmm. the precepts, the commands. So God has communicated He's revealed himself in a more specific way and it's refreshing to the soul. Mm. It's bringing life and um, radiance and making wise the simple. So suddenly we've got a a bit of a game changer here in the revelation of God through the law. Um, Mm. The law being something that Moses received, Mm -hmm. uh, the promises being what Abraham and the patriarchs received. Mm. And uh, we've got the, the Old Testament canon. Um, that I think we've already covered, haven't we, a Novel Testament yeah, overview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which I believe you taught that one, didn't you, didn't a few, a few weeks back. Like
0: something I'd like to do.
1: Yeah. Um, so we've got Scripture, mm-hmm. and then in the New Testament, uh, we've got an explanation of Scripture in, in 2 Timothy 3. Um, all Scripture is God-breathed and useful for teaching, correcting, and training in righteousness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and, and that that's, uh, um, authenticates the Scriptures as being of God yep. for people Mm-hmm. To grow and be um, active in in understanding who God is and discipling others. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, this is this is special revelation, and Scripture points to Jesus. That's something we've talked about a lot. Um, yeah. And if if we take that assumption forward, we're not going to kind of go through the whys of that right now. <laughs> but then Jesus becomes the key player in revealing God for us. Yeah. So. Bible verses that you can help us. Uh, re- yeah, just maybe yeah, yeah. maybe if you find um, Hebrews one three, and read that out for us. Okay, yep. Yeah. And um, we've already referred to John chapter one. Yep. And uh, the Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us, which was Jesus, the uh, God, the invisible, being revealed in flesh. Um, and now, if you read that passage in Hebrews,
0: yeah, of course, uh, the sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of His being. Sustaining all things by his powerful word, after he had provided purifications for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven.
1: Ah, so, excellent. So that actually packs so much in, doesn't Mm -hmm. it? Mm -hmm. To who this Jesus is, his nature, um, his revelation of the Father, exact representation of his being, um, but also...
0: Sustaining all things by his powerful word. Yeah. That's very interesting.
1: Yeah, so sustaining creation, Yeah, um, using his word, so mm-hmm. the, the authority of his, his teaching and words and very being linked back to the creation. I was just about accounts. to say, does that
0: link back to Genesis? And obviously the, that God creates the world using
1: yeah. words. Let using there be light. There. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So some really key themes there, uh, theologically speaking. And purpose. Purpose revealed mm. in that verse as well. Um,
0: purification after he had provided purification for sins that that is his purpose to to do that for us
1: yeah and now seated at the right hand of the father Mm. in glory so Mm -hmm. we've got in in a way that at the heart of the gospel there purification we know that Jesus died on a cross for the sins of the world um, uh, making us righteous in our unrighteousness being made righteous through that act uh, making us pure sinless uh forgiving us and yeah in glory so we've got the gospel there just in a verse or two
0: yeah that's a great verse Mm. that's one to memorize it
1: is indeed um and and so special revelation does something general revelation can't do
0: yes it especially reveals
1: especially relevant uh revealing
0: yeah reveals christ i guess and his His purpose.
1: So go back to that high street in Faversham um, and that conversation. You want to talk about the beauty of creation. You want to kind of point to your own personal story of experiencing Mm -hmm. God. But we can also point to scripture Mm. and Jesus Christ as the person who reveals. So in our evangelism, in our conversations, in our, oh, is there a God? Well, we've got to get to Jesus and the, the way there matters. But pointing to him and revealing him is the whole way that God has intended us to know God, know him Mm. through his Mm -hmm. son, Jesus.
0: Mm. That makes sense. I think especially, yeah, it's like, you know, we are called Christians. So it kind of makes sense that actually it's Christ, Christ that reveals God.
1: Yeah. In Christ and Mm. for him. So, so let's, let's kind of move on from that general and special revelation, important concepts in when we're thinking about knowing God and the knowledge of God. Um, what is this God actually like? So mm-hmm. we've focused a bit on Jesus and his work mm-hmm. on the cross, and um, we talked a bit earlier about a creator, yep. and also one that is is um, judge or mm-hmm. uh, just um, and and possibly loving too. Um, and so let's think a bit more about how God has revealed Himself, and uh, w- we've got to know our limitations for this because we can't fully know God um, until heaven I, I guess we'll spend eternity getting to know god in his his fullness uh his infinite His incomprehensible yeah. in our kind of minds um, but he has revealed himself that so we can know him beyond um some of the things we've mentioned so that we we have kind of relationship with him and I, I sp- suppose the journey of being a Christian is getting to know God more. Mm. Um, mm. Knowing God, that classic by J.I. Packer. I was just about <laughs> yeah? to say that, actually. Yeah,
0: Knowing God. Mm, great book. Really
1: good book. So uh, if you're listening to this, go, do check it out. It's a classic mm. written in the 70s or 80s. I can't remember. I have no idea. Um, but, yeah. and, but really helpful at pointing to the importance of the Christian life as being about knowing God more. Mm. His character, his nature, his love. And therefore that uh, giving us um but so if I would say God is, how would you complete the sentence? God is love, God is Which is
0: quite a sorry, I just want to say, but that's quite like a contemporary, like we like that one at the moment, don't we? God is love. Um uh God is I'm literally just thinking of all of the ones you've already said. God is judge, God is um are we thinking about names or qualities? Just oh, well, interest. this is this. That's that, a great. I, yeah, the next question. thing that came to mind was Lion of Judah because I've got that song in my head. Yeah,
1: that's right. And um, so God is like lots yeah, of things: a, a lion, a lamb. Also, really um, came to mind.
0: Yeah. Mm. So
1: there's attributes, there's faithful characteristics. Exactly. Um, only in a couple of places does in the Bible does it say God is. So God yeah. is love is mm. one that you've highlighted. God is light. Yep. Is another one. God is spirit. Mm. Um and yet um, through Jesus becomes flesh and seen and visibly mm-hmm. understood and known, uh, God is faithful. Oh,
0: that one. compassionate, slow to anger and rich in yeah, abounding love.
1: Exactly. So actually that the Psalms reveal an awful lot of God's character. The narratives of the mm-hmm. Old Testament yep. show how God deals with people mm. and they reveal his character yeah. through his actions and interventions in history. And
0: isn't that one of the key verses in when he gives the law in, in, uh, I think it's Exodus and Deuteronomy. And you have this kind of little snippet of, you know, I am the Lord, you know, I'm slow to anger, but rich in love. And, and that becomes yeah. like a mantra that goes alongside yeah. the, the law. Right. I think
1: exactly. So it, it's not just a bunch of commands that mm. the Jewish people are given. It's also, uh, a kind of wonderful description of God's character and nature, as you've, mm. as you've rightly quoted. And so the people of Israel were encouraged to remember their history, their yeah, saving acts, that's the redeeming quite acts. quite
0: theme, isn't it? Remem- remember. Yeah, yeah, remember,
1: yeah. this is who I am. This is what I've done. Mm. And so the character of God comes out of the actions of God yeah. uh, and authenticates his character. Look, I've proven to be compassionate. And redeeming by redeeming you and being Mm -hmm, compassionate mm -hmm. in your slavery. And and that faithfulness of God throughout history is critical for us to to understand and know. Um, and so again in in theological kind of speech, we have different categories to identify the attributes of God, the incommunicable attributes, and the communicable attributes. So those things that are not shared with us and those things that are shared with us. So that the not shared, independence unchanging omnipresent um eternal and god being outside of time above and beyond that category Mm. he can be those things in a way we can't we're limited aren't we by (laughs) time Um, although we love to to kind of slow it down sometimes
0: oh my gosh yeah that'd be great
1: Or speed it up when we're really fed up and bored and annoyed (laughs) yeah if i if
0: i could control time that'd be amazing that would be my superpower i think
1: Although there are the odd occasion in, in the Bible that that's almost suggested. Time kind of, you know, shadows moving and mm, suns and, you okay. know, mm-hmm, mm, mm. more for another yeah, episode, I, I think. Yeah, I was
0: going to say, I feel like let's, let's maybe not <laughs> get stuck on that otherwise we'll be here forever. But yeah, that'd be really interesting to look at.
1: And then the communicable attributes that wish shared in some way or revealed to us in a partial or full sense. Yeah. So spirituality, knowledge, wisdom, truthfulness, goodness, love, all those things that you've talked about. And, and we seek to imitate.
0: And surely we have to mention the Trinity at this part. Because, like, I know we've we've done a... Have we done a whole topic on the Trinity? We have. Yeah, I think it was me and you. But I guess that's kind of like the bordering on the two, isn't it? Like, yes. uh, this idea of, yeah, that God has, you know, three persons of one essence. And it's something that is communicable and... What's was the other word you used? In- incommu- uncommunicable. Yeah, that's right. Word. Um, like, yeah, it kind of sits in the boundary of of two of them, I guess. And that's the mystery. The mystery is. of God that we have, right?
1: And I think we have to go on our life journey as Christians being uh, understanding that um, we can't know everything, but we can know some things. Mm. And, uh, and what God has revealed is enough to make us wise for salvation. And as that's the case, we, we grow. Uh, um, and we might want to know more, um, but... But some of those questions can't fully be answered.
0: I I just had a quick little goo goo because the word I think I want to use is ineffable, Uh, which I always forget what it means, but it comes up quite a lot this idea of something being too big or too great to actually be able to describe. Yes. We we try. Isn't
1: that in Crowning with Many Crowns, ineffably sublime?
0: Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, can't fully understand
1: it. It's so sublime. So. Yeah, there's a a verse that's always stuck in my head. I I was going to quote it, but I felt like I might have misquoted it. So Deuteronomy 29, 29, easy one to remember. I'll read it, I've got it here. Excellent, thank you. Okay, the secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may follow all the words of the law. So what is revealed? They belong to us. We can claim them, know them, Mm -hmm. grow in them, and help us follow the ways of the Lord, the commands of the Lord, how to live, follow Jesus. But there are secret things. They don't belong to us. We can't fully grasp, no comprehend. Mm. And, and the part of the knowing God is admitting and recognizing that and going, okay, um, I'll seek, I'll study, I'll search, I'll discuss, I'll grapple with, but there will be some things that we can't fully, fully grasp. Mm. Um, a couple of categories, I think just to kind of begin to pull things together. um, when we come to understanding throughout the Bible, um, the, the revelation of God, we get it through Moses and the law. But there is something called a theophany, which yes. I find fascinating. I love that word. What are theophanies, Nicole? So
0: when you get the actual presence of God, like God revealing himself in a very physical, tangible way. So this would be... Um, yeah, for example, when he is like leading them through the desert, when he is there. So this is in uh, you know, numbers Exodus, numbers Exodus. Yeah. Um when he is there in the the tent of meeting at the tabernacle and there's like, you know, the glory, there's cloud, there's fire. Um
1: Yeah. Yeah, so actually throughout the history of Israel there's lots of these theophanies mm-hmm. that happen and then mm-hmm. to specific prophets. Yeah. Prophet Elijah, Ezekiel. Ezekiel, that's right. He
0: sees a theophany, I believe.
1: Yeah. Uh, and then into the New Testament, do we get any examples?
0: Well, I want to say Pentecost and the Holy Spirit, but I don't actually know if that's included as a theophany.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Not sure that it is. <laughs> no. I think one could like, be, it depends whether you class visions as a theophany, because mm. then you've got the Damascus Road and Paul at uh, the Transfiguration. Yeah. Um, but Jesus is physically there. And I wonder, with Jesus' physical presence, the game changes, doesn't it? The, the often is. The Old Testament seems yeah, to be clearer.
0: It's a bit different, isn't it? Uh, uh,
1: and should we expect the often is today?
0: Oh, that's an actual question. Yeah. I want to say no, because we have we don't need them in the same way. Like we have the Holy Spirit. If we're Christians, we've got the Holy Spirit in us. Like we, we have God's presence in us. Mm. Um, and we have the revelation of scripture in a way that they didn't always have back then. Um, yeah, that would yeah. be my gut reaction. Yeah, and
1: Christ is sufficient yeah, to make us. Yeah, obviously, in Christ. Um, but... Yeah, So, and I think there can be a desire, can't there, to, to know more of God, to see more, to experience more. Mm-hmm. And we can long for the physical. Um, uh, and some of that is understandable because, we, uh, you know, eternity is in our hearts and um, we want to grow and know God more. Um, but that will be fulfilled in heaven. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean we can't expect God to, to, to move in um you know services or in kind of times of worship and in yeah. personal encounters part of uh, worship involves encountering the living god mm, mm-hmm. but yeah maybe the theophanies of the bible aren't things that we necessarily should expect and anticipate mm. because of what you've said mm. so great that we've got loads of different names of god attributes of god revelations of god in scripture experiences in our own lives maybe we'll just finish by addressing some of the ways that people can challenge us about the character and nature of God. So, oh, well, you know, I don't know whether you've ever heard it said, can't stand the God of the Old Testament. Mm, yeah. He, He's, he's vengeful is just executes judgment, he punishes people, get destroyed by lightning or whatever and mm. swallowed up in the earth. And mm-hmm. I like the Jesus of the New Testament. Yeah. Um, Love everyone. Be yeah. Be kind to your neighbor. Yeah.
0: Turn the other cheek.
1: How, how do we cope with that? How do we respond to those kind of, um, yeah, questions, do you think? Mm. How do you do that?
0: Well, I mean, is the, I mean, it, they've, oh, they've. Had big debates about this in the past. I mean, like the Patristic period, this was a big issue. Um, yeah, but I mean, at the end of the day, like it's the same same God revealed in a, a slightly different way, revealed in Jesus. And and I mean, yeah, I think I think it's an interesting one because I do you read the Old Testament, and sometimes it can be really hard, and to to equate the two um, aspects or different versions of God that that you see. I mean, my argument is that actually it's the same God and God it, the old testament I guess just explores that um God's justice and his his hate of sin, like how pure and holy and good he is in order that when Jesus comes we can truly understand, I guess, the mm. his redemption and the depth of our mm. um I guess our depravity, our sin and our need for for God. And actually, it's the same God who is faithful and loving in the Old Testament and sticks by the Israelites, even though they, you know, turn away from Him again and again and again, that sends um, Jesus, that is faithful to us and that, you know, sticks by us, even though we turn away from Him.
1: Anyway. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. And, and actually, we, we major on the things that will really make us uncomfortable, but mm. we, we then often forget to also see those moments of extreme kindness and compassion in in the old testament and that God reveals to individuals and his people. Yeah. By like his patience with them over centuries mm-hmm. in spite of their rejection and um unfaithfulness and idolatry.
0: And his justice, like I mean if we're talking about like um social justice and social action, like actually going back to the Old Testament and seeing how in the law God provided for the or told the Israelites to provide for the needy, the poor, the vulnerable, how actually some of his key um Complaints. I mean, that's a bit of a you know doesn't really give it credit. But some of his key his key complaints about the Israelites is that they're turning away from looking after the poor and the needy. And actually, that's something that we can eat like get behind as a society today. Like that God who is just and who who cares for those who are vulnerable. And you, yeah. yeah, you see that in the Old
1: Testament. Yeah, totally. And, and then we also in the New Testament overlook Jesus' teaching and mm-hmm. major on those verses mm-hmm. or episodes that really you know oh yeah that that's great. But we we maybe overlook some of the the things he says to the Pharisees and yeah. how he challenges their hypocrisy and his teaching on things like hell um, mm. and sin and um, the, the, yeah Jesus reveals God he is the image of the invisible God mm. um, and there is as you said a oneness a, a unity in, within the Godhead and therefore the revelation is is is, is that this is a false dichotomy to mm. say. I like one God in the, Old Test, uh, in the New Testament, not the God in the, the Old Testament. The, the other thing that we can lean towards is, oh, Old Testament, law, New Testament, grace. Mm. Old covenant, oh, it was all just law and that didn't work and it was conditional. Um, new Testament, new covenant, unconditional, but it's not as simple as that because God is the God of grace throughout his revelation mm-hmm. to people because that's his character, his nature and his grace in the promises that Abraham received came before the law. And, and again, um, I think encouraging ourselves to dig deeper when we, when we have those uh, initial reactions mm-hmm. and to understand the grace of God throughout scripture and the importance of the law in its fulfillment and its good um, mm-hmm. as well. So yeah, there, there are a few false dichotomies you could say of mm-hmm. God that just worth touching on. So as we um as we so, 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 so where does that leave us as we think about um talking about the existence of God the nature of God to people to one another um that he's knowable but not fully knowable that, he's, that he's, there's credibility there's reasonable evidence we've got scripture we've got historicity uh, or how have you say however it. you pronounce um, it we've got but but how speaking into the culture so we started thinking about the Bible and God, but also culture mm. and context. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, our climate and our culture today, how do we begin to really reveal the nature of God in this context? And I think what you've hinted on actually early was really helpful that social justice is a mm. huge issue in our times um, yeah. with our generation and the upcoming generation. The passion for that, the importance of climate, the importance of um yeah stopping issues such as trafficking or um social injustice of our days racism you name it it gives us an opportunity to present the god who is also for the Mm -hmm. oppressed the vulnerable the poor definitely and speaking the gospel in in and the revelation of god through that lens um yeah i think i think is is something we need to do as we do our theology today Mm -hmm. in the here and now
0: yeah and I, i think also like living that out as well is is um is a really important thing I think people as part of this revelation they want to I mean maybe I'm being way too broad here but I think people want to to know that what you believe and what you think has an impact on your life that that actually this isn't just a revelation as you said like in the studio at an academic level or at a um, intellectual level but actually this is something that impacts that changes that um makes us live differently Exactly. And that in itself is a revelation of of God. I would argue the way yes. that we live our lives.
1: Yeah. So Jesus has called us to be a distinct people yes. that imitate Him and God. Therefore, as well as as you've said, we, the church, Christians, um, are our God's um, yeah, well, Jesus's hands and feet and mouthpieces mm-hmm. to display His love, His nature, mm-hmm. His 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 truth. Um, so, yeah, there's a challenge for us this week, isn't there? Yeah, what, um, what
0: a note to end on. Off you go, guys. Go, yeah, go about yeah. as as Christians. Reveal God to the people around you.
1: Yeah.
0: Thanks. That was really interesting. I really enjoyed that topic. You're welcome.
1: Yeah, great to um, discuss it together and, uh, yeah, grapple with those those big themes and important
0: topics. Fantastic. Wow, I think that is probably all from us um, Join us next week where we will be looking at something else. Um, But from myself and Oz, um, thank you and uh, goodbye.